Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Iglap. It's me, your host, Paolo. And before we start the episode, I just want to apologize in advance. I have this um, allergy today, so sometimes I may sound a bit nasally and stuff like that. But uh, aside from that, I'm all good. Uh, for today's episode, I'm very excited uh, because this person has never been on Iglap so far. And this is his first time. I'm very excited about that. And... Uh, what do you call this? Before I, you know, introduce him and we get straight to the episode, I'd like to thank our sponsors. So thank you so much to Swagat Indian Cuisine, to Mask and More Manila, and to uh, Comicet. So guys, again, you know, let's support local businesses, especially the small ones. Uh, Comicet is a great place, you know, where you can get your graphic novels that are written or produced by, you know, local artists, local writers. For Masking More Manila, they create, you know, of course, the face masks that we still need until now. Uh, so support them. And of course, Swagat in Cuisine, a very old Indian restaurant in Makati that's been there for I don't even know how many decades, but still very good food. So for today's guest, like what I mentioned, he, this is his first time here. He owns a cookie business. He's a Laker fan, which I wish he didn't add in his introduction since I am a Celtic fan. Uh, he's an overall nice guy, and you know he likes talking about basketball, fitness, uh, mental health, the struggles and triumphs of growing up with ADHD. So very brave and courageous guy. So welcome to Iglap for the very first time, uh, Chio Liwag. So hey, Chio. Good evening, Pao. Good evening, everyone. Uh, very excited to be here. I'm thrilled, actually. Always a nice... It's always nice for me to talk about Things I love, things I'm passionate about, things I want to fight for. Yeah, sounds great. So yeah, Chiyo. So before we start, no, I'm not sure if you saw your the episode of your brother last week, but uh, usually for my guests, I ask them to give like a fun fact about themselves that not a lot of people know about them. So yeah. Okay, one fun fact about me. Um, I actually have two. I don't drink coffee. I'm not into coffee. Okay. Everyone's like, oh, when people ask me, like, let's meet Starbucks, and I just get a bottle of water or a pastry. I'm not a coffee guy, or I don't drink any, any thing like that. Okay. Well, I don't like coffee either, actually. Oh, so I, I get you, man. All right. And sorry, what's the second one? My second fun fact is I'm actually, I actually, this is kind of personal, but I never had the true high school and college experience. I was always from really small, tiny schools. So I never experienced like this um, quote unquote school spirit and having many friends, having many activities in school. There's always, um, a few friends, school, study, gym, yeah, gym, then go home. That's it. But nothing like, like right now, um, but I was always really into LaSalle basketball. And I, I'm thankful I have, I made a lot of friends from LaSalle, from Ateneo that adopted me. So I kind of had that experience in a different kind of, if you know what I mean, like, it wasn't my school, but I experienced like hanging out with other friends, not from my school. 
All right. Well, that's cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. No. So for our viewers, if you guys have any questions or maybe comments about the episode, you know, questions directly to Chi and stuff, just comment it down below and we'll get to it. So, yeah, Chi, the first thing I want to ask you is, so, you know, when I first met you, I noticed that, you know, you're really a... You're really into fitness, right? You're a CrossFit guy and all of that. Like, how did that start out? Like, how did you be like, you know, I want to be a CrossFit dude and all? Okay. Um, back in okay, my whole life, like, since grade school, pa, I was always called ah, mahina katawan yan. Uh, that's or also in grade school, I was known as Mikey or Jolo's brother, because Jolo played baseball, played basketball already. And Mikey played baseball, and in 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 Southage, Mikey was quite quite well, a bit pretty well known. Then, so he was well. Sorry. Then he was well known, and I always had like a sense that shit. I want to become stronger. I want to become. Known as oh, si Chio, malakas katawan yan, or malakas, uh, masipag mag gym yan. So, in first, first it started when I was like first year college. Then I, I gym in the country club gym lang. Like, it's the typical global gym stuff lang. Then, after a few years, um, I, I got into CrossFit. Then 2017, my friend was opening Habitat CrossFit. Her name's Bea Gonzalez. She's a good friend of mine. She she opened, she invited me and my friends over to for a free pass. Then at first I remember like oh medyo mayabong pa ako. Like parang at that time, oh CrossFit, like parang, oh what else CrossFit? Yan, or that it's something super easy. But I didn't understand what it really was. So, warm up palang. In the warm up, in CrossFit, kasi they have a warm up, which is like five, 10 minutes, which is already kind of a workout. It's already a workout. Then, strengthen the strength portion. Then, the, it's called the Metcon, it's metabolic conditioning, which is like what really destroy, uh, that will destroy you. Like, but it's really, would really test you. So, my first session was, if I remember properly, it was, uh, the warm-up was like something with a run. And, and I'm not that good of a runner. That time, I was at my unhealthiest. Because I, I was just, I just, I was still a club promoter. I was always smoking, I was drinking, I was dr- drinking like four times a week and smoking. So, when, and I don't know why, when, when Habitat opened, I was there the first day, and medyo mayabong pa ako. Like, was thinking, athlete ako, like, oh, kaya ko naman to. And so, the warm-up happened. It was a run. First five minutes pa lang, I was dying. Then, first, like, I said, maybe this is not meant for me. My friend, uh, his name is Joe Tampongo. He's still, right now, he's still one of my best friends. Till today, um, he was telling me, oh no, wala, this will be good for you. This will test you. This, this will be like, true enough, like five, six years later, I'm still using everything I learned from CrossFit. Maybe a better person, met people like I've learned from, made 
made lifelong friends through CrossFit and got me closer, made me a better and confident person. Uh, that, that, that's cool. I mean, you know, I noticed that when people get into like a sport or fitness, it's always there's always like a you know an interesting backstory to it. So you mentioned that um, both Mikey and Jolo they're very sporty guys, right? So yes. aside from you know CrossFit and stuff, is there a sport that you really played or tried to play before? Um, honestly, till now I've always loved and and basketball will always be my first love. I've always loved basketball. Like I'm the I'm not the usual fan. Uh, displays watches. Typical, like I'm the type that wake up in the morning. I look at results of Lasalle. Look at the results of I, I I try to watch right now. I try to watch every game of Lasalle I can. I watch almost every Laker game since I was in high school. I'm a diehard Kobe fan. Um, but since I'm not sure, uh, I'm sure that your watcher viewers will be interested in this. Um, I never became a basketball. I never. I was never. It's always my dream to be a basketball varsity or play basketball in a high level, but I was never really that good. And we played basketball together, right? I I cramp. Like it was a sickness since I was diagnosed since I was like seven years old. Whenever I get too excited, I get too anxious or a bit too tired. I get dehydrated fast, so I cramp up. So my starts with my when I run. My left leg gets heavier, and my left arm gets heavier. So it's harder. It's basically like this. I'm gonna stand up. It's gonna be like that. Yeah. It's different. So I can't shoot. I can't dribble. So that dream went away. But I'm not saying like if I didn't have that cramps, uh, I'd be a better basketball player. It's still it's really far from that. Okay. So, but why the Lakers though? Um, like why Kobe? Why the Lakers? When I was five years old, around nineteen ninety nine, ninety eight, I was looking through photo albums, looking at NBA cards, and that that's for some reason I always attached myself to Kobe. I always attached myself to the Lakers. It was all, and, and it's also a bit of my dad. My dad when he went to the states. 99, he watched the Laker game. That time, Kobe wasn't even starting it. Kobe was still behind Eddie Jones. He was always pointing at Chio, favorite mo, Kobe, Kobe. That's that's my earliest memory. Okay, so it's really more about like your dad and yourself. And I think, I know, but your brother, Palamike, is more of a LeBron fan, right? Yes, except when he joined the Lakers. Yeah, how about Jolo? Do you, do you know Jolo's team? Jolo's a diehard Celtic fan. That's why it's chaos. Ah. Especially kapag... I'm, a, I'm a Celtic guy, so I, I like yeah. how all of you have different teams pala. Okay, so, you know, you mentioned... Yeah. We're the realist... Uh, we're, we're the... We're the good kind of fans. We're the ones that we don't change every minute. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're the ones that... No, I mean, like, in... in in my family, it's a tradition to be a Celtics fan. My grandfather loved Bill Russell. My parents were Larry Bird and uh, Dave yeah. Cowens. Then for me, it's Paul Pierce. So he was like my Kobe uh, before. 
So yeah, so if my kid, my future kid becomes like a Laker fan, I'll just give him up for adoption or something. But anyway, um, so you're I'm a Laker fan. I don't hate the Celtics. I don't hate the Celtics. I hate the Kings. I don't like the. Uh, how could you wait? How could you be a diehard Lakers fan and not hate the Celtics? Because, oh eight, yes, I hated them so much. It was like when I was growing up as a Laker fan, they weren't really threats. Eh? They weren't. They, 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 we never met in the finals. Oh, even the '90s Celtics, the 2000 Celtics, the early 2000 Celtics. The Tony Delk, Paul Pierce, Antoine oh. Walker. Yeah, those were dark times, my friend. Those were dark times. Okay, so I kind of get it why you don't hate them, but you, but of course you understand the history and stuff, like why we hate each other. Okay, okay, but you hate the Kings because of that awesome Kings team that you guys kind of screwed over, right? Yeah, you have to admit they should have been the champions. That well, I mean, the Lakers didn't win that year; it was the Pistons. But I think the Kings would have won it if if they made. No, that was two thousand two. The one. Sorry. That was 2002. That was a 3 Those no, the ones that... 2000... Wasn't it 2004? No. Kings 2000... stopped at that. Oh, okay. So, 2002. You guys beat the Nets, right? Yes. Ah, uh, so I the Kings still would have won. I think the West would have won, period. Yeah, yeah. Against, against, um... Against uh, the Nets. But, yeah, Kmart, you guys really, but yeah, the, the NBA really screwed over the, the Kings that year. That was a great team. Mike Bibby, Doug Christie, Peja. Bobby Jackson. Um, Six-man Bobby Jackson. Uh, then you have yeah. C-Webb. Then you have uh, Vladi Diva. Vladi. Yeah. Then you have Lawrence Funderburk and Scott Poehler, yeah. if you remember those guys. Yeah. And Crazy team. Crazy. But yeah, okay. So... But now, as a basketball fan, you're still with the Lakers, even with LeBron there, or are you more like yes? Eh. yes. Anthony Davis is my favorite player, current player. Sad that he's always injured, but yeah, yeah, he's my favorite current player. Like, I've always been a fan of him since New Orleans, and I remember that day when we finally got Anthony Davis. I was jumping around my lawless house. I was but going like, crazy. But I have to ask you though. So the NBA released the top seventy-five players th- this year, right? Actually, seventy-six because there was a tie yes. in voting, yes. right? Yes. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think AD deserves to be there yet. Oh yeah, me too. I I, I was I, so I, surprised I, he was chosen over Dwight. For me, it should have been Dwight. Yes, yes. So, so you agree no, with that? Like, yeah. Actually, I agree that Dwight's supposed to be there, but I don't agree that remove Anthony Davis. I I think. Damian Lillard should have been out. Dame's never made Dame has never made the finals. Dame has only been all NBA first team once. Well, all Anthony Davis, besides the inj- the years that he's injured, he's always been really, really good. He's always been a top five player. He's always complete player. It's only years that he got hurt that it's magnified that oh, this guy's bad, this guy sucks. But I guess the question is, so let's just assume that the voting was done by position. Let's just say. So obviously, Dame is a guard, whether shooting or point. Dwight is a center. Anthony Davis could be power forward, center. I mean, big man versus shooting, right? So you can't really... I mean, let's just look at, like, the accomplishments of both. I'd say Dwight kind of top of the 
right? Right over For now. For sure. Yeah. Because I think the problem with AD is like what you mentioned, uh, injuries. Yes. Right? Because I think he's a really good player, period. Yes. As in period. It's just that he just, I don't think he's ever had an 82-game season. Ever. Has he? I don't think so. I think 2014-2015, if I'm not mistaken. New Orleans, and that's it, right? And I don't even think they made it to the playoffs that season. No, <laughs> or if they did, it was like a first-round exit. First-round exit against the the first championship Warriors. The first ah, championship so they're the eighth seed or the seventh seed, right? Of the first dynasty. Yeah. I think, no, so I that think was, the worst uh, seed. Their center was um, Omer Ashik, probably. Yes. Oh, Anyway, so okay, so you're a huge Anthony Davis fan. You know, you you're very passionate about basketball, but like what you mentioned, you have this condition we're in. You know, when you get um, too excited or too anxious, yes. uh, you tend to cramp up very quickly and all of these things. But how are you able to control that when you do your workouts? Because my assumption is, I mean, like me, right? I'm a huge basketball fan. I play the game. I'm not like Jolo levels or anything, but. Uh, of course, I get excited as well. So my assumption is like you, you're very passionate about CrossFit and all these things. I'm sure at times you're very excited when you're about to do, let's say, a specific workout, whether it's a new one or a challenging one. So how are you able to like um, control, I don't know, it's like emotions, if that's the right term for it, but There's I think you can turn that. My coaches from Central Ground CrossFit taught, taught me. Uh, they told me to visualize your workout and breathe slow slower and like they th- and they taught me how to hydrate and one thing that helped me i still cramp till this day like i don't want to sound mad but this is right today i'm at the healthiest i've ever been but back the time that i was always cramping that was the time i was always drinking soft drinks always eating candies chocolates and junk i was always like each meal level kind of soft drinks. So that that affected my me cramping, me me and at a point it was worse that I can't even play basketball. Even like two and two, like just shoot around with my brothers or my dad. In a little five minutes that it gets a bit too intense, that it gets a bit too exciting, I'll cramp. And like my cramps used to be really bad when I was in grade school. I remember grade five, I tried out, tried out, and of course, you're in, you're super nervous, kabadoha. I think originally the right when you're grade school, yung yung war, yung tryouts is the check con- condition, they make you run around. I think five minutes palang I was cramping na. Then the coach said no. I remember I cried that day. Couldn't stop crying. Like, parang, I tried to make a vow. That, parang, I'll never be this weak again. But things happen. Parang, up and down. But right now, I think I'm 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 in a better path in a way that I'm healthier. I'm moving a lot better. Okay, so no, I think that's amazing. Now, like you, you have that experience for in. You were trying out for um, grade school varsity, then you know because of your um, condition of uh, quickly camping up, you know it just didn't work out. 
and all these things. But now, you know, you use it as determination to, to be better. So these coaches uh, that, that helped you through it, like how difficult of a process was that for you? Um, it wasn't really as tough as you'd think. It was like, uh, shout out to Coach Chino and Coach Job, Coach Gab. It's really Sam, Sam and Boogie. If, if ever you're watching, I'm sure if I forget the name, Boogie But they treated me like a brother. Like, na parang, kapag magka-cramps ka, they'll be tough. Like, parang, they'll say words na parang, wala yan, wala yan, kaya kaya mo yan. They made me, like, before I joined CrossFit, like, yes, I was that douchey na mayabang ako, but deep inside, aghina ako. Like, I'm super duper weak. Like, like I can even say, like, today's terms, sapat ako, like, but uh, that's why I love my CrossFit coaches to death. I love my coaches. Coach, well, now I'm, I'm in contact with Coach Aaron all, all the time. But they're the ones that help me. Na parang, shit, I'm more than just a guy with ADHD in my camps. Parang, before, I'd be intimidated kahit to play basketball. Now I can play basketball with anyone. I can, kahit, like, I'm not saying I can keep up with really good people, but I used to be intimidated to play Kahit with my dad's friends. Now, I'm playing with them. Every I play with anyone. Like, I, like uh, there's a league in SMR, which I'm, I'm kind of proud of. I'm, I only played 10 minutes in the whole league. But I'm proud that I signed my name up. In And we're against legit ballers. Like, legit basketball players. It's called Pretty Huge Basketball. It, it's by SM Aura. Like a lot of the legit basketball players play there. I was more than happy that I joined that farm. If you asked me this many, many years ago, I wouldn't even thought of it. Like this is it's like I'm in a way like I don't sound like a dick or anything. It's grit. Because I wanted it so bad. I wanted to play. Even though like or I'm just happy warming the bench. There are games I don't even play. There, and most of the time I play, it's like a minute, two minutes. I'm happy that I signed myself up. There's there, there's no more fear. Na, oh, I'll screw this up. I'll screw that up. Yeah, so, you know, I guess for for that no, it's really about you being there, then like the results that you give out. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean the fact that you're able to you know join a league like that, where like what you mentioned, I, I heard about that league and about the different people who play there. And I mean, from you who you know used to be so nervous when maybe Mikey would trash talk or whatever, to now you can play in like somewhere where the intensity I guess is maybe times one hundred of that. I mean that that just really shows your determination, the strength that you have as a person. Yes. So you know, like kudos to your coaches and stuff. So you did um, mention about uh, you know you growing up with ADHD, and you know I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not very familiar with the condition because you know I, I don't have it, and you know I'm not really in the field to to really know you know about it in a deep sense. But in terms of growing up with ADHD, like what were the difficulties you had 
um ADHD um one thing is okay let's say let's watch a movie let's say I remember this Avengers Infinity War I was so excited I'm the worst person to watch a movie with because my ADHD kicks in like it's not it's not even like the movies anything bad or anything or sometimes it's really good but there are times I just have to fidget I'll stand up move around then example whoever my friends they always tell me right I'm not that hassle to be, I'm kind of hassle to be within the movie because I'll ask questions or I'll bring out my phone or it, it's 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 things like that and also like growing up with daily shifts it's kind of hard especially grade I I found out I had ADHD grade four and before that okay my grades were kind of good I was, I was, I was a inconsistent honor student but nothing really bad then grade four in school I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to name it but um I started failing classes and it, was really, it wasn't failing it was really bad and it just, that's kind of let's be frank here it, it's embarrassing it's grade four imagine that I was failing Filipino science math and I think the most embarrassing is religion which is kind of easy which which religious kind of grade school I, I remember properly most people say oh, but then I then people say then there's a part of my mom there's a teacher that told my mom to have me check for ADHD and maybe a learning deficiency. I remember there was a doctor that we, we visited. Then we, we visited multiple doctors, actually. Then I remember there was even one that there's a puzzle made for uh, grade one or grade two. Not as grade four that time. I couldn't do it. I couldn't solve it. It took me so long. It, I, I couldn't even, I just gave up. Then, so ADHD is like, you lose focus like maybe in this video maybe some of your viewers will notice and there but which i love a lot of my uh friends now they don't mind it like um, you, you know, yeah yeah I, I do notice you have ADHD, but we we respect you we, we love you but um we know how hard it is. it's not something that how would i am would i am that's the people i respect like um uh, I hope that make it makes sense. I hope my cuento wasn't there. Uh, and there's a point that I was when I was because I was failing classes and I was I was kind of bullied. I'm not gonna reveal the school and it was it got really hard. Then I had to move to right. I said I had no no high school experience, no college experience. I had to move to a smaller school. I had to move it to a tiny school. Like my, my grade school was tiny. Uh, not really tiny, but it's small. I had to move to a tinier school. It's, it's in, in Alabang. We're basically nine in a batch. It's either you're a troublemaker, like you were kicked out. You had, ADHD, you had some something, ADHD. I had ADD and ADHD. I had eight, so I was there. And... My mom wanted me in a small school that I can focus. 
or you're or you were you were you were you just needed a small small school so there and there in that school like the world was so small like like i only had from there from that high school i only have two friends but i'm more than happy like um one thing that made me like which i love till death like when i was in high school and younger than that i was always very close to my godfather many know you met joaquin right Kito andreta he plays basketball i don't sorry my god he plays on the saturday group but anyway his godfather my godfather every time i'm not sure if he'd remember we'd always hang out when he was my he was one of my best friends at that time and we i of course i'm i'm he's my I miss God's son, so I got close to the family. And when I was in high school, having rather than having no social life, he'd bring me everywhere. Like his bro, his son is also like a brother to me, like a brother to us, me, the the world. And his daughter, like I love them to death, like the Anarata family. Like that's why, like that high school, like a lot of. Let's say, uh, I promise not to talk bad in this podcast, but in that school, there's a lot of bad eggs. I'll just be, I'll, that's, the, that's the frankest I can be. Okay, so with that one, uh, so I can tell now that I guess when you're young, you weren't really sure what was happening and all these things. But, you know, as a grown up, right, you know, I, I assume that there may be some maybe training is not the right word for it but there are certain things that they help you through so that you could um better um, it's control the right word for like control for, of validation yeah is that the right word to use um or uh, it's more of like you don't let i didn't let it define me I didn't let it define me. Like, I didn't want to be known as that. Ah, so chill. Wagnaten e. Okay, one thing is okay. I don't really talk about this a lot because I was always really embarrassed about it. I'm 29 years old. It's only now that I'm ter- I'm starting to learn how to drive. I took my first driving class at 17. Honda. Then I took the exam. Written. At that time, it's kind of easy, but then st- one of the last few stages was city driving. Then I admitted to my driver that he was asking weakness or something like that. I told him I have ADHD. Then after that, it's kind of screwed up my driving already. Then I couldn't focus. I, I can't focus. Like beforehand, I wasn't the be- the most reliable driver. Then a few years later, like, it took me a bit more courage. It's the same as the basketball thing. Took me a bit more courage, confidence to learn how to drive again. Failed again. Failed in A1. 17. Then 21. Then for for 21 to like 25, 27. For six years, I already said, I'm going to live my life not learning how to drive. 
then I just thought like parang I talk to a lot of my relatives, I talk to a lot of my friends. How come you can do this? How come you can do that? It's just you're making your ADHD define you again. You're making your ADD ADHD define you again. You shouldn't do that. Then, when I said like, F it. I try again. 2018. Then 2018, everything was smooth. I was learning from A1, which was actually more of a patient school. Like they were, I know Honda's more of a more prestigious driving school. But 2018, 2019, I was driving well already, all right? But I had my driver, I had an instructor with me at all times. Then the pandemic hit, so I never got to hit to get my 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 license or anything. Then 2022, I I decided like I should do this again. Then, then there now I'm driving, but still it's still back to. Back to learning again. I'm, I'm still driving with a uh, instructor with, but with limited, limited help. Na lang. like he doesn't grab the steering wheel. Yeah, I think that's very brave of you to to, to mention that. Uh, and you know, nothing to nothing to be embarrassed about. I mean, the fact that you, um have the the courage to even try even after you fail i mean that's a, that says a lot you know yes. i mean i always say that each of us experience life differently you yes. know what i mean my, my my favorite example is let's say i ride the bike i fall i could just get up you know remove the dirt from my knee bike again other people could fall be in pain for like two hours and get up right but i think the yes. important that's, thing is yeah go ahead. i love that you you think that way because a lot of people, especially um, narrow-minded people, I don't sound. I hope I'm not. I don't sound like I'm insulted. Like, it's. It, I'm very big on mental health. Because I'm not sure if you know. I may seem happy-go-lucky. This, this, and that. Like, not everything is what you see in social media. I suffer with anxiety and depression. Okay. Um, I'm like. I'm glad that you brought that. Up that not every not everyone goes through life the same. I always think of give a poor man a thousand pesos. He spends it right away. He, he'll he'll save his family, he'll give he'll give them food, whatever. You spend you give a rich man a thousand bucks. It's nothing to him. He won't care. But you made that person you made that poor person or uh, really, really happy. I hope that makes sense in a way. Then that rich person, um, a sel- uh, let's not say all rich people are the selfish, but a selfish person that's blessed enough. I hope that makes sense in a way. No, yeah, it does. It's just basically, you know, like what I say. Uh, we're, we're all born with like the same, you know, similar body parts and whatnot. But like what you said, in terms of let's say where the person is in life, uh, yes. you know, you can go as deep as the privileges and stuff like that. It's always different. Yes. Whatever is easy for me may not be easy for you, and vice versa, right? Yes. So yeah. So go, going back. Oh wait, before we continue, actually, there are a lot of comments here. No questions though, just people giving support. So Trisha Liwag says, "Go Chio." Oh, thanks, Trish. Uh, 
Then Hannah Liwag Tulao says Animal Lasal. Oh, you have a lot of cousins, huh? Uh, then yes. Trisha says Go, Go Lakers, so boo. Um, then Nick Santiago says Hi. Uh, oh, okay. Then uh, Paula Angela says Hi. Uh, That's why going back to high school. Yes, it's actually growing up now that I felt like, parang, uh, I was even mad at my mom that I never, I always bring it up like a couple of it's all it's very immature of me because I always bring up that um I look look at my friends now oh they experience this 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 that I never experienced that why you put me in that bad school but I when I was in high school I never felt alone because I have uh, I have so much cousins that, that I'm I'm fairly close to and uh I grew up with, I not when really grew up with them but I'd see them once a month Every all, every few Sundays, then I have an uncle that treated me like a little brother. Now I remember he knew that how frustrated I, my my how small my world was. So every Friday, oh, not about every Friday, but there are Fridays when he's not busy. He'd pick me up in Merville. Then we we hang out around wherever. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, that, that's nice. So we have other comments. Right? I just want to get through all of them. Sure. sure. Uh, so we have Chrissy Martinez saying hi to you. Then we have uh, Juan Miguel Liwag saying hi to you. Then, uh, of course, Chrissy said proud of you. Then you. Maria Margarita says go Chio, proud of you as well. And hi, Mikey. Thanks for the shout out, man. All right. So going back. Um, so let, let, let's go back now. So, uh, shocks. What were we talking about? Uh, yeah, about um, living with ADHD and such. So when you were there, right? You know, everything that you've been through and all of these things, uh, from you know your your um, CrossFit days to your ADHD and all of these things. Like, what is something that you would say to someone who may be also going through some things because they also have ADHD? Don't, uh, I, I don't want to sound like parang I have my life all figured out. Figured out, yeah. But it gets better from here. Like, if you ask me this, uh, it gets better from here. But don't be st- don't definitely step off your comfort zone. I say comfort zone because I remember when I was in college, like I was I, I was already started to go out. Like, wow, uh parang big of course from a small school. And this is the time I was starting to figure out that I'm an extrovert. Okay. It's 2014. Shout out to Pao and Joe. They were telling me that parang, Oh, you're always in your because they were young DJs in college. They, they were starting to they were start to love music, they're DJs. Then they told me, why don't I become a promoter? And then since I, I always make friends when I whenever I go to the parties or I bring X amount of friends, then then I said, shit, like sorry. Uh I'm from a small school. Sino da din ko? Like, who I, who I invite? Then, soon enough, like, um, 
one of my friends oh si his name's Loel Balanca he mentored me in everything like he said oh just do this be biggest be charismatic invite people be friendly then soon enough oh I enjoyed it I was given a shot a, a, a chance to promote in Raven it's 2015 then Then I told I, I told my mom like shit I was super nervous like who am I like I'm from a small school nobody like only a handful or less than five people go out from from my school my my school like who I invite then lucky enough like I made friends there my network grew then I'll be I I don't sound weird or anything but I learned. More from four years as a club promoter, so 2015 to 2017, but two and a half years as a club promoter. Then I did six years in college. Like I know um, it's, it might sound wrong, it might sound my uh, like like it might sound wrong, but yeah, I, I had the time of my life there. Like, but that was—it's not all fun and games. It's re- like I know some people think, "Oh, wala kang ginawa kung uminom lang or or umuwi mang ah uh, what's late? Go home late in Tagalog. Anyway, go home late. I'm like Then, the worst person yeah. to ask. So there, ah, uh, I learned a lot. Like, like think lessons that that. Lessons that I still have till today, and I love everyone that I met there. Uh, I met, a, I love most of the people I met there in the nightlife industry. Okay, well, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad statement to say that you learned more from your two and a half years as a promoter than in college. I mean, like, like what I said, uh, we're all different, you know. And what if the life lessons you needed to learn were With people that you met, right? Yes, I don't think that's a bad thing to say. Uh, sorry, we have one more comment to go through. Uh, so it's from Joseph Temponko saying hi from the Temponkos in Sydney. There, that's Joe Temponko. Like, I, I don't sound like all cheesy or bromance or anything. Like, I say it a lot. Like, besides the Andreta family I mentioned earlier, without Joe, I don't know what I'm doing. Like. He met me. We met each other 2011. He's uh, he's one of the best basketball players, crossfitters I know. Like, no joke. And he's really humble. And he's the one who told me to take the leap. Why don't you become a club promoter? Why don't you become? Why don't you join CrossFit? Why don't you do this? And till now, like, we support each other. Like, he's one of the like no joke, no lies. He's one of the best ballers I know. And His family is one of the best, coolest ever. Like always welcoming, always super duper nice. And, like I won't forget. Like his dad gave me one of the best advice. Like I lost my one of my jobs in 2018. I'm not gonna mention it was a it was a really really bad job. He didn't really give he gave good advice. But what I just needed to be I just needed to be heard. He was sweet enough, like to, to like, 
make my feelings matter. Especially at that, that time, 20, 2017, 2018, I was, I talked to a few friends of mine. I was in a shithole. Sorry, I keep cursing, but I was in a bad place in life. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do. I wasn't, do, I wasn't doing anything productive. Like, in a way, the only productive thing I was doing was, was CrossFit. But I didn't, I didn't know how to start a business. I didn't know. I didn't even know how to work. Like I was, like you can even say, uh, as a spoiled kid. Yeah. But something to be honest, I was, I was actually proud of. Like yes, I understand. Like when I was a promoter, partying's expensive. Like going out. Like I heard right now, kids spend five thousand pesos, six thousand pesos a night. When I was a promoter, I never. When I was a promoter, I never asked even one peso for my mom. Even for parking. Like, I never asked anything. Because like, it, was, it wasn't something I wanted to do. It was something, like, everything. I'm, and I'm proud of that because I wasn't. And I, I was fairly good at it. And especially before I get... Uh, anxious before promoting because nobody know uh, like oh no like who who will I invite who will, who will go like that but my my mentors were my DJs were patient with me and eventually I became one of the quote unquote better promoters I don't I don't say I was one of the I, I was I wouldn't say I I, I don't want to say I'm I was the best, but I did it for two and a half years. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so the next thing I want to talk to you about, um, Chio. So about your business, uh, Cookies by Chio. So where did how did this happen? Like, where did the idea come from? When did you start it? Okay. So. Yeah. Um. In. Twenty twenty. It was the it was the height of the lockdown, and no every day actually. So I easily get bored and easily run out of things to do. So I was super bored. And at first, my mom, uh, I asked my mom, "Mom, could you teach me how to bake cookies?" And she's like, "Oh, she she's like sure, sure." Then Then the first our first recipe was pretty bad, super dry. It's not chewy. Then, then, for, and but I really enjoyed the process. Then, for the first few, for the midweek of March to like April, I was testing it out and everything. Then I was giving the the my god family the Anaretas because they were, they live super near us, and I was I was giving a few friends of mine, and then we were sharing. I, I was I was sharing my recipes. Then there's they were giving me my my their honest comments then soon enough i was getting better then then i made my own recipe na, no, nothing sto- no, no like my my own legit recipe then no inspiration from anything then my tito who commented earlier next santiago, nick santiago was giving me tips then that's when the cookies grew then mikey made uh, my kuya who's the admin on merville facebook page wrote a story that 
every DHD. Then people were relating. Then a lot of the customers liked my story. I'm not sure if they like the story most than the cookies. Because a lot of them were commenting that they said, okay, we'll try the cookies. And soon enough, they enjoyed the cookies. Then I got better and better. Then three years in, it's the biggest blessing in my life. Because I think also in my ADHD, I, I can't survive in a, in a structured job. I don't seem I have a hard time like I can't do I can't do work in Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Word. It like there's I can't work with numbers. I can't work. So it's the biggest blessing because the cookies was was really like earning as much as my old jobs and more and i i could be myself like i was helping out with the family i was helping my brother at that time so it's really like i that it's what i prayed for so and i'm happy that a lot of my friends are super supportive and i'm also blessed that they're not the friends that like well oh masarap lahat, masarap lahat. they tell me like if i screwed something up so i'm that that's i'm i'm blessed with that and then I'm blessed to have the support of my parents who are watching right now. So so with um with the with your cookie business. I mean right now you're mostly selling it on you know social media. Yes. Uh things like that. But are there any plans for any kind of expansion maybe selling it you know maybe via Grab or other e-commerce stuff or are you comfortable right now with where it is? To be honest, right now, no, because it's doing really well from social media, because um, it's so hard to compete with the Mo Cookies. Like example, people are telling me, "Oh, put a bazaar in Rockwell," but there's a Mo Cookies right there. You know, no matter how most people think, if they want cookies and they know about something, Mo Cookies they uh, is even good. But which is okay, because. Till right now, like people are thinking, like since places are opening up already, my orders might slow down, which hasn't really. Which there are off days, like every other man, every job there's off days, but there's some surprising, like wow, really huge blessing days. Okay, so no immediate plans yet. How many flavors do you have right now? I know you have like a good amount, a good number. I have twenty plus, and there, that's also one. You ask me what what's the benefit of having ADHD? There, I have. That's why I have lots of flavors. I get like you know honestly, I have lots of flavors because I have so much ingredients at home. I, I I have a lot of ingredients at home. Like I see like cinnamon. I'll just grab it. Then if it's not good, uh, my fault. Then if it's good, I, I sell it a week later. I test it. I I make sure this it looks good and. The presentation's good. Packing's really good. So with that, uh, do you plan to have like a limited edition flavor for December or something? Um, I plan to bring back the the cinnamon cinnamon cookie back. It was Christmas cinnamon. It's one of my mom's favorites. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. That's gonna be the if someone asks me, I want 
X amount of your Christmas cookie. It doesn't matter. That's that's what I bring up. And it's cinnamon flavored, so you don't have like a mint flavored one or a creme brulee or something. I have a mint flavor, but um, it's it's not it's not as popular as the red velvet. I have red velvet, but it, 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 it's very Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right now, everyone's favorite right now is the pastillas, classic chocolate chip, Nutella. Yeah, like Ken. Ken, whenever he goes to Merville, our friend, he always orders two classic and a white, white chocolate. So, so like with that one, uh, are, do we can we expect any more permanent new flavors? Like, are you gonna try anything crazy in terms of like the next batches? Mm. We'll find out. Okay, so so no um trade secrets in this episode. Okay, yeah. but uh, so you know, there's just some um, kind of related, but not obviously the same product. So there's just some. Um, Big shop named us uh, Cupcakes by Sonja. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Oh, yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. So she started out with um, cupcakes. Then later on, she made, I think, a few cookies. I mean, not like you levels of like that many flavors. Then she did brownies. So are you thinking of maybe expanding your cookie empire and maybe include brownies or cakes or, you know, whatever other um, baked goods there are? Okay. My goal is, I, I, I think it might sound too ambitious, but... I hope to be that, that sample you need a box. Oh, a lot of people love cookies, right? I hope to be that, oh, gusto ng freshly baked cookies. Oh, let's order from Cookies by Chio. Like, I hope like in the future it's going to be available like how I want it. Like, you just message. Like, me, I can do it in a way that I can control it. Pa. Like, you message me on Instagram. You message Cookies by Chio. Um, I can have a batch ready. Like, if you order in the morning, I, I guarantee that you can have it by the afternoon. Like, you order by 9 a.m., you have it by 4.30, and it's going to be warm. That, that's, the, that's the thing with all my cookies. It's, fre- it's, it's always freshly baked as you, get, as you receive it. So with that, have you ever gotten like an amount of orders where you're like shocked? I need like a second or third oven to bake all of these. Um, one of my my mom's birkada. Uh, one of my mom's friends on Christmas for the past two years already, 2020, 2021. She, she orders thirty that day. She wants it ready. By she wants to pick up at six a.m. She picks it up early in the morning the next day. When you say thirty, you mean thirty pieces or thirty orders? Thirty orders. Thirty How many orders. Pieces is that? Sorry. How many pieces is in thirty orders? That's great. That sounds crazy. Two hundred forty. Wow. Okay. That's not crazy. The... Okay. Oh, I I don't like talking about that way that way because I. Some people might send my bang, but um, that's not the that's not the most of it. There was a time it was someone ordered 40 in it, 40, 
in, in a day because they needed emergency Christmas gifts or yeah. emergency birthday gifts. So then. But yeah, crazy. So that so those are the times where you wish you had like two or three ovens just so that you could, you know, make I it have two ovens. And is the two so far enough for, for you? We'll we'll find out by this Christmas. But <laughs> then uh then who usually helps you out when you do this? Like because obviously it's not yeah. like people just order one flavor, right? Of course there's gonna be yes. some who orders, let's say red velvet, um classic, yes. white chocolate. I think you have a you chocolate know, if I remember correctly. Yes, I have a chocolate, I have a pastillas, I have an ube. But the one that I, I, I wish that I could do, if I, had, if I had infinite amount of money, I'd clone my team. You, you would what? My, clone my team. Okay. Because I have a cook. Her name is Yaya Wilma. She's been with us since, since ever. She's the one that helps me bake. She's the one that helps... Okay this and that so everything's efficient and in order like like i could tell her like this person ordering 10 then we we have it done within two three hours so i i'm blessed to have a very good efficient team but like every team has its cracks but but i'm happy i'm blessed with this team Or you know, like if Mikey's not watching anymore, you could always just train. You could always teach Babu how to bake for you, also. Um, we we try to already, but she makes a mess. She always makes a huge mess. <laughs> no, I mean, I imagine like Babu like carrying the the tray, then she puts it in the oven, then like yeah, I mean, not just. <laughs> I think Mikey would kill us now if we if we actually did something like that. Okay, so so I was going to ask you though. So I haven't tried your cookies yet, uh, because I'm I'm on a diet. I'm trying to um to lessen my my sugar and all. But if I were to to try a flavor of yours, like for you, up uh, from all of the many flavors that you have, what would you consider to be like your goat flavor? Like the greatest of all time from all of the flavors. How you froze? Oh, I froze. Sorry, I thought you froze. Okay, anyway, so sorry, I'll just repeat myself now. So, from all of your like many flavors, what would you consider to be like your goat flavor, like the greatest flavor of all time? Um, to be honest, it's still the classic. A lot of people oh. like, like we're used to having like uh people order in bulk of the classic. And but if it's someone like as you said, you're in a diet. What I'd recommend is the dark chocolate or the triple chocolate. I know me. Like if I'm gonna cheat on my diet, might as well just go all the way, right? So the classic flavor for you is like the Michael Jordan of all your flavors. Oh, actually, it's not my favorite. My favorite is actually pastillas, but I don't. I don't super recommend it unless you're really a super. Mm, sweet tooth. Okay. 
cool. So, sorry, Chi, are you still there? Uh, yeah, okay, I think you're still there, yeah? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yes. On my end, you're also freezing. Anyway, well, that was the episode, Chia. Thank you for being here. But before I let you go, no, um, maybe you can do your plugins, like where people could contact you to order cookies or if they maybe want to ask you out or, you know. Oh. So Chia left already, I think. Or is he back? Hello? I think it's anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. um I disappeared, I think. Yeah, sorry, maybe you can do your plugins uh, if people want to order cookies from you or just contact you and whatever. So um, yeah. I'm easy to message. You can have the the best Just 200 pesos for any chocolate bar that you've loved growing up, I have. Hello, uh, Chiyo, are you still there? Yeah, cool. Well, Sigachiyo, I think our my, the net's uh, kind of breaking up. Well, thank you again for being here, Chiyo. Uh, I know you're very, you know, you have other engagements and all, but thank you for making time to be here. Uh, so thank you. Uh, for everyone else, Iglap will be back next week. Uh, the regular Iglap will be back next week, Thursday. Iglap Short Talks, a new episode's coming this Sunday. Until then, Chiyo, thanks again for being here. To everyone who watched, thank you again. Goodbye and take care, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.